Hello, and thank you for listening to Shrimp and Crits. This is your keeper, Ian. I just wanted to check in with you and let you know that this is a Q&A episode. We didn't travel, but we still decided to take a little bit of a break for Thanksgiving week. Uh, so this is going to be a bonus episode to hold you over until next week when we release episode 12. I also wanted to give a special shout out to a few people who submitted questions. We had a lot of friends submit some things to us, which was awesome. And then we had some uh, people from other podcasts on Twitter that submitted. We had Bad Heroes, which you can check out at Bad Heroes Cast on Twitter. Dungeon Dive Bar, which you can check out at Bar Dungeon on Twitter. And uh, also our good friend Victoria from Space Battles, which you can find at Space Battles Pod on Twitter. And again, thanks to just all of our wonderful people who submitted questions to this. I quickly want to announce that we have our own channel now on the Cast Junkie Discord server. It is an excellent, excellent community full of wonderful podcast creators and fans. You can check out any number of different sorts of podcasts there, not just play podcasts. But we now have our own little community there, so if you'd like to join, check the show notes for an invite link. Again, we'll be back next week for episode 12. I have already kind of put the pieces together there. It's going to be a really fun episode. I think you are all going to love it. So without any further ado, here is our Q&A episode. <laughs> for the Q&A, we have to do an acapella version of the theme song. I don't like this. I thought I didn't like it, but I'm liking it more as they get we had to make an acapella version of the theme song. We had to. For the fans. <laughs> For the fans. For the fans. I have a meeting at one. You have a meeting? This is way more important. So you'll need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay, I love you. So you can't shout your songs from the rooftops. I can do whatever I want. This is my house. I bought it. <laughs> She's going to divorce you before you even get married. I think that's just breaking up. <laughs> <laughs> There's a name for that already. What's the thing that we have to say? The mm, Sorry for disappointing you. No, the alliteration. <laughs> what? What? What's the what's the thing that loosens up your vocal cords? Oh, unique New York. Unique New York. Moses supposes his Moses. toes are roses, but Moses supposes erroneously. For Moses who <laughs> noses his toes aren't roses, as Moses supposes his toes to be. Slow clap. <laughs> the arsonist had oddly shaped feet. Crazy? I was crazy once. They put me in a room. I died there. And then the worms came. Oh, the worms came. I hate the worms. They make me crazy. Crazy? <laughs> I was crazy once. What they is put happening? me in a room. <laughs> I died there. Vocal the worms. Came. Oh, the worms came. I hate the worms. They make me crazy. Crazy? I was crazy once. Why is Ian so good at this? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking theater kids. I don't know. One of my sister's friends used to torment me with that. Sounds bad. It's scary. Do you want to talk about it? But they, but they said locked me in a cellar room and threw away the key. Ooh. Mm, that's prettier. That is prettier. Okay. Okay. I've called you all here today because we've gotten some questions from our friends, fans, and fellow podcasters. Cool. Would you like to hear them? Yeah. <laughs> so when will this air? Tomorrow. I don't know. 
We're just making it to have it. Making it to have it. It would be sometime between Thanksgiving and Christmas, I'm assuming. Why does it matter? Because I have something to tell you. Uh oh. <laughs> I quit the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I quit the podcast. Yeah, if this comes out before Christmas, I'm pregnant. Wait. <laughs> well, Ian, it's it's funny you say that. <laughs> Wait. Wait, what? Are you? <laughs> Are you I actually? Am, I am pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> That's so very exciting. Congratulations. Ryan, Ryan is pregnant. Oh, it's, it's all it's, Ryan. It's not mine. Cap, I need somewhere <laughs> to stay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. We promise to maintain a professional <laughs> recording relationship, but I'm not, you, are you guys, are you joking? No, no, I'm not joking. I am very, very pregnant. What do you mean very, very? Annoyingly pregnant. I have been not able to look at my phone, which is why I have fallen off the Instagram wagon, because I literally... I'm in that sweet spot where everything makes me how, sick. How long have you been pregnant? You're acting like you've been pregnant for a long time. Or do you I mean you're just very pregnant in the way that you're experiencing a lot of pregnancy? Yes, thing? the symptoms okay. are I thought horrible. you meant you were like six months pregnant because I haven't no. seen you. I was like, what the fuck? I've been pregnant for six years. <laughs> we are two months pregnant. Well, congratulations. Two, two That's fucking months. awesome. I have a ch- chuhu- what is it called, Ryan? A Chatulu growing. Cthulhu. A Cthulhu. You, play, you play fucking D and D. Chalulu. I have a Chalupa. No, it looks I have like a Chalupa growing inside me. Hold on, I'll put a picture in the chat. It does look like the eye of Cthulhu. It does. I'm oh very, no! Hold on. I'm, I'm <laughs> this is going under yeah, all the cryptids, isn't it? Right it's the, going under the cryptids. I'm very, I'm very proud of it. It's like, look what I made, the Dark Lord. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, let's start working on that bonus content then. Jesus Christ! Yeah. <laughs> well, I, obviously, we can't tell people yet. You're not really supposed yeah. to tell people till 12 weeks. Sure. sure, sure. So mm. Thanksgiving is really probably when we're going to announce it. But yeah. I wanted you guys to know because so I nice. have literally been useless. Like, I uh, am sick constantly. That fucking sucks. <laughs> it really does. And I've been having to go to work sick. It's fun. Ah! Does it it's not a look lot of like fun. the Eye of Cthulhu? Yeah, it's horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This yep. is very exciting. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. We're going to name it Barb. Oh, God. We're, we're not. I hope you know that we will not be allowing any recording time Maternity leave. Yeah, for the... Yeah. We'll have to just power through it, so... I will power through it. I just need to get through this first trimester. Yeah. Because it's the worst. What are you guys going to do when uh, the baby's crying when you're trying to record the podcast? That's a good question. We're going to... Oh, it's going to go in the basement. <laughs> Like well, it, like in a like in a quiet place like the have you guys seen a quiet place? Yes. They put yeah. their baby in a little the like soundproof box. box. Baby's just gonna be in the basement. It's fine. Okay. That's fair. The dogs can watch the baby. <laughs> That's the worst idea. It's it's due June second. Oh man, it's gonna be born on my birthday. Calling it. <laughs> or my birthday if it if it's late. Whoever's birthday it's closer to is the coolest uncle. Wins a prize. <laughs> yes, I just wanted to tell you because I feel bad for not contributing because I literally just cannot. Yeah, no, that sucks. Well, good. I'm sure you've been keeping in this secret a long time. Yeah. 
I didn't know I was pregnant at Disney World and we rode roller coasters and now I'm a bad mom automatically. Uh, uh, oh, that hurts. Oh, hurts. It's okay. I'm proud of you. They're fine now. It's fine. Oh, also Ryan and I are married and <laughs> Should we put that in? Sure. That's a good time. <laughs> they didn't meet on the podcast. We didn't meet on the podcast. We, we met on the podcast, and now we're having a child. <laughs> now we're married and having a child. Welcome to episode 10. We're having a baby. <laughs> it's 2020. You got to move quick. Let's do questions. Yeah. Yes. Well, now I'm all smiley. I know. <laughs> I had to get it off my chest. Good. Yeah. You sound much more alive now. Yeah. Well, that's because I'm also nauseous, but, you know. I hope you puke on the podcast. I will not puke on this podcast. That's the fun thing about morning sickness is that, A, it's all day, and, <laughs> and B, <laughs> B, you don't even throw up. You just literally, you wish you could throw up. You just feel like you're going to throw up all day, and then nothing happens. <laughs> Why? You're, you're funnier when you're pregnant. <laughs> hey man that's not true i am definitely more emotional though so if you want to make me cry i will cry ian be careful what you say to me this isn't the episode oh my to god make me cry yeah, yeah. please <laughs> make me cry during this episode i'm a weird keeper <laughs> just start crying while we're recording an episode later on please it'll be so funny on the funny hangout episode <laughs> okay Whew. Wow. Well, and we're back. Welcome to the Shrimp and Crits Q and A episode. Um, uh, what What do you guys want to start with? We have a bunch of questions Hi. here. Yeah, we got a bunch of questions. What did Cap? What did you say we're starting with? I think this question from Victoria is a fun one to start out with. She asked, "What is your favorite part of podcasting, recording, or post production work?" Huh? It's a thinker, ain't it? I guess we'll go around the the table here. I can't see who's to the left of me. It's, it's mostly an Ian question. Oh, I mean, the second part is definitely an Ian question. Do you like recording or post-production work the most? Yeah. I think I enjoy Cap's existential moments the most. What <laughs> moments come to mind? I don't know what you mean. Where we go so off the rails that Cap's just like screaming, why? And he, questions, why? he questions everything. Yes. Oh, and when I get so into the meta of the story that I question every decision to a finite point. Yeah, those are the two ends of the spectrum of my anxiety. (laughs) Yeah, I think my when it comes to this podcast, I guess I I love every moment that I make everyone question everything I'm doing. Like, (laughs) like going like going to Sears, like I refuse to give refusing to give into a narrative and just like, no, I'm going to go return this microwave to Sears. That's what I'm doing. I won't give in to your go check the trash can nonsense. <laughs> nonsense. I had to literally throw a raccoon on you. <laughs> yeah, I just I just enjoy making my uh questionable abrupt decisions and and seeing, <laughs> you know, and making up characters that Ian has to deal with later. <laughs> Carl Wilbanks. That Ian has to remember the voices of later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I gotta say it's it's hard to really pick because I really enjoy listening back to the episodes. I don't enjoy the tedium of editing, but I enjoy listening back to what we've done because it's always better than I remembered it, and it's always just fun. And I I also love the aspect 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a musician. I played in bands for years. So, so the aspect, like the making music aspect of it is really nice for me. Cause even though my band's not able to practice right now, I'm able to still kind of express myself in that way. Yeah. So I enjoyed that part of post-production on that point. Like one of my favorite parts of the post-production progress is you sending the drafts of both the episodes, scenes and music and music to those scenes, because I, I just think it's fun to pop my headphones in and like listen to it right then and give you feedback right then that you take into account every time. And it's like a cool group effort to make all the songs, all the everything, all the scenes. It is it is cool considering we're playing a game and like one thing I've always because we've I've, we've played games for years like me and Cap have been playing the same D&D game for like six years now well, mm-hmm. with the same group of people. And uh, that is one really cool thing about like recording this is I we always have so many moments in our games that just like I just wish I could go back and listen to it and, you know, relive this just like that was such a cool moment like at the table. And it's pretty, pretty cool with this that we get to do that, you know, because it's still just like, you know, this is from our love of playing games and whatnot. And it is cool that we're pretty far ahead recording wise. So by time Ian gets done, like sending us, you know, the, the layout he has for this episode, I'm, I'm stoked to listen back to that. Cause it's been so long since we played it. Mm-hmm. So that is pretty, uh, yeah, that's a pretty cool part. I also don't think that I laugh as much any other time of the week. as during. That's a very good point. It is very just fun, genuinely fun yeah. to it's do this. Stress with relieving and it goes yeah. by very quickly because we're giggling the whole time. <laughs> I just I really love when we all just hit a good role playing streak and could get a scene in one that's off the top of our heads and unscripted and just powerful. I get so excited when that happens. It always feels so good afterwards. And I'd like to add also, it's just like, I I think, I think this is my absolute favorite part. It's just like setting up this world that feels real to me and then having you guys actually interact with it as though it were real, which is just a cool feeling as a creator. I've, I don't know, I've never experienced it in this, in this way. So for that, I thank you, you guys. Duel. Victoria also asked, and I think it goes along with our post-production question of how much of my meta commentary did you have to cut out along the way so far? <laughs> Probably the most. I'd like. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to think that Cap is the most edited player. Would I? Be, well, would I had I a thought. Right say, would I be right in saying that? <laughs> Probably. Uh, maybe i try to edit out very little you know like i try to edit out as little as possible i feel like i get the most banter in any episode like i think i i think i get like the most crosstalk i was trying to think of if we had this calculated of who has said the most words because like recorded i think it's definitely ian first you second absolutely as the keeper yeah i it's been but ray ray has had I don't know if all of what he says can be considered words, but <laughs> what? he's made a lot of noise. That's what I'm saying is I, I think my it's like, probably close. I think I'm the one that gets the most like random banter and crosstalk in there. Just conversations. Yeah, and stuff. just conversations. But in character, I, I force I'm, I'm that. <laughs> I, I can actually quantify this to a certain extent, because when I I use this button that eliminates on logic, you can automatically eliminate the silence and it cuts each block of audio down into like hundreds of smaller blocks of sure. audio uh, that don't have the silence included. So 
when I when I do that for all of us, it's always it's always always obviously me with the most lines yeah. uh, because I'm telling you know I'm the keeper. I'm telling the and story. You're everyone. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm all the characters, right? Exactly. And then um, it's always Cap second most, uh, <laughs> pretty much always Katie third, and Ryan dead last. Ryan, Ryan, when he's not in a scene, tends to uh, just sit there and listen. Whereas I think the other the other two of you kind of tend to um, you know respond and laugh more even when you're not in the scene, which is great. Also, but you know, it's just something that I noticed. Funny, I can't believe Ryan's the good student. (laughs) Ryan's the good, polite student here. Yeah, but I will, but I will, I would also agree that Ryan also says the most just goofy shit. Yeah, for real. The best best example of that I have is actually episode one when um, I was cutting out his bit where he kept saying, like. I, I go and I talk to Maggie and I'm on the phone with Maggie, you know, dump trucks, mother. like, the, cause like I just didn't find it super relevant at the time on my first pass. But then by the end of the episode, the first episode, I was like, Oh shit. That's like almost all of his lines for this episode. <laughs> like I can't, I can't remove that. So I had to make Maggie a bigger part of the story, which, uh, you know, you saw in the, uh, ballad of dump truck episode. So which ties back into, what I said about my favorite part is just having to throw you random characters and <laughs> you just having to deal with it. <laughs> well, that's like, the beauty of this game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can just, you can just throw stuff at me and I, like, I got to take it. And, and that's the kind of game runner I want to be anyway. It's like, if you want to yeah. do something that's fun and like, doesn't fit with my plans then whatever, who cares? Let's do it. I was just going to do the one from Alec that says shrimp and grits, cheesy or spicy. And I was going to say spicy. <laughs> first, Discuss. first off, shrimp and grits should always be spicy. Spicy. Yeah. yeah here's, here's my answer. Here's my official answer. Um, uh, patent pending. The grits <laughs> should be cheesy and the shrimp should be spicy. Yes. That's, mm-hmm. that's the answer. And the andouille. Well, and, so what he's referring to is like there's some shrimp and grits that use like a kind of like an Alfredo in the base. And then there's mm. some that pretty much use a tomato sauce, which I love both. And you should do both together or not together because it doesn't work. <laughs> You'll break the sauce if you mix in the tomato base with all the cheesy and it'll yeah just it'll turn into a big mess. But I love both versions. Uh, my go-to that I make at home is tomato-based. Spicy. Spicy. Cap, if you're making a vegetarian version of shrimp and grits, what do you, uh, shrimp and grits, what do you <laughs> use instead of shrimp? Uh, there is a lovely fake shrimp that they sell down at the farmer's market near my house. Um, they're actually quite good. I have not made uh, shrimp and grits to my dietary needs yet but it is on the list of things to do i also actually do make shrimp and crits uh you boil d20s right in there the last <laughs> the last few times i made it i i called shrimp and crits it's because i just use mashed cauliflower instead of grits nice mm. so it's crits and it's yeah. delightful i love because it's cauliflower, cauliflower grits I, I can eat holy cauliflower shit hold on like, ryan that's brilliant <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you did you miss did you miss that? <laughs> I didn't know. That's great. Wow. Yeah, we eat a lot um, of cauliflower. On that note, it, it uh, I think that it's a funny. I want to mention that we 
decided to include a shrimp and grits recipe on the website uh, in case people uh, accidentally found their way there. Uh, trying for shrimp trying and grits. to find a recipe. So go to www.shrimpandcrits.com and uh, check out Ryan's shrimp and grits recipe. <laughs> Uh, I want to say that was like the first decision we made with the website too. <laughs> it really was. Yeah, I was we're like, we're gonna make a podcast. It's a play podcast. This is the name. This is the recipe. <laughs> what I was, I, was, I was working on the website, and just every time I would come up with anything, everyone was just like, "Okay, well, you have to be sure the the recipe is on the main page." <laughs> it's like, okay, it's cool. Uh, I want to give uh, a shout out to one of our Twitter questions. This is from Bad Heroes. Uh, their Twitter handle is at Bad Heroes Cast. Their question was, what is your favorite thing about running the Monster of the Week system? How long do you have? <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, my answer to them, I don't know if I said this on Twitter or not, but my answer is everything. I really love this system. But my absolute favorite thing is that it's, the concept of this game is that it's based around being a conversation. And we, you know, which all games are to a certain extent, but D and D, which I love, I love playing Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, obviously, it was the first you know role playing game I played. You know, yada yada. But uh, oftentimes, like D and D, ends up being a conversation about the rules. Whereas Monster of the Week and other Powered by the Apocalypse games are a conversation about the fiction, uh, and the rules are all just there to help you guide the fiction. It's all based on what's fun and what's interesting and what's cool to do in the moment. That's that's my favorite thing. Mm -hmm. I ha love the system so much. The 2D6 powered by the apocalypse system in its own. I've already got Dungeon World's book, learning how to play that. I just did the Kickstarter for Thirsty Sword Lesbians, which is going to be great. I play a weekly masks game. Right? There's just so much freedom in this compared to other tabletops. Like We've played a bunch as a group together, Ryan and I, and this one is just the more fun we are the more role-playing types of players so we really i mean ryan and i both kind of build characters for rp situations in D D. most of our characters down to the spells we take are made to interact out of combat and this game just allows us to do that every time even in combat we are our distinct characters and players there's it feels more personalized because of the RP aspect, I think. Yeah, and uh, like I said earlier, it's a fun, it's, uh, I've said it a couple times now, but it's just fun that I, you know, we're building this lore with the Keeper while going, so, you know, like, I can throw names out, and I can just, I you can create your own lore as you're going, which is always just great. Just which like, we're you know, notorious for doing during our D&D sessions. <laughs> D&D sort of like the dungeon master is supposed to like write everything. It's us. The word is law in advance. Yeah, right. Exactly. Whereas like the literal rule book for monster of the week says, no, your players can just invent. If they want to go to an abandoned grocery store, that grocery store all of a sudden exists, even if it didn't. Already. <laughs> yeah. Even just the keeper not having to roll dice. I mean, it's, it's so much freedom. Yeah. Being the one in charge, you don't have to let fate decide, you decide, which sounds like it's more your responsibility, but it's less because the characters are creating the story around you. Yeah, it's also pretty nice, like, with, uh, it's fun building your character in Monster of the Week because you can just, 
say what you are and then figure out how to make it. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm a gator man. That's what I, <laughs> I, I turn into a gator. Let me figure out how I can turn myself into a gator. Yeah. What uh, on that? What like uh, this isn't a question that was asked, but it's a question I have for you both. What was your like initial concept when Ian asked you to be in this game? Oh, Ray Ray. I I sent <laughs> I, I sent it to I, I did send that like I did tell Ian that like almost immediately. I want to be a man that owns a reptile retreat that turns into a like wear gator. Like that was just Yeah, I think the first thing I learned about your characters was I don't remember who I got first, but I but I knew that you wanted to be Ray Ray, you know, or what became Ray Ray and uh Cap and Katie were talking about being uh, like an FBI, like a like a Mulder and um, Scully, yeah, like a Mulder and Scully type duo. Yeah, I don't know that I heard from you on that uh, question though. Do you have a favorite thing about Monster of the Week? Yeah, I definitely think compared to D and D, and we've played Fate as well, and some other things. The freedom is just where it's at, and you actually feel like a lot of the times during D and D, I feel like, especially being a woman. Sorry, don't apologize for being is a woman. That the dudes get so into the rules and i just want to fucking play the game (laughs) and i just i like being able to like world build with the keeper and it doesn't feel like something is like being forced on us it feels like we have options and free will and can do whatever we want it feels more real that's awesome i think for new players too like it's so much every people get kind of afraid to play D&D because they see a character sheet and all the different numbers and all the little words and they see all the like I have how many books behind me I have like 10 D&D books behind me and yeah. they get very intimidated by it this I think if you just have the character sheet which is one page yeah that's you can you play without even knowing the rules if you just listen to the keeper yeah, yeah. I think that that makes it diff, diff, completely different than D&D I think I think whenever it's been literal years now since I've DM'd uh, for Dungeons and Dragons. Before COVID, I started my in-person group. We went to Monster of the Week oh, oh, like about a year and a half ago. I think when I, whenever I do go back to DMing, it's going to be a different experience. I'm going to be better at it because of the I feel way the same I've way. learned to run games. But the thing is, what when I go back to DMing, I already do this already. I am much less heavy on the rules side like yeah. i take the rule of cool in D so much more now after playing monster of the week because like it just takes so long to do anything when you have i mean we play with what eight people that's why that's why i enjoy our four-person show here yeah. but when you play with eight yeah. people and you're in a four-hour battle with one thing like it takes away the showmanship a little bit it'd be tur- it, it turns into more of a slog God, I'm just thrashing D and really like D and I played it a long we time. Love D&D, I, we love D and D. We love D and I have a D twenty tattooed on Same. my hand. Like D and yeah. Oh, not on my hand. Honestly, yeah. honestly, I love Monster of the Week. D and D will always be my bay. My first, yeah. Because like, I actually I did ter- like I've always done terrible in school. Like <laughs> I, I was such a bad student. That's why we're so, podcasting, right? Like, like I was always such a bad student. I have really bad ADD. I have like learning problems. Like it's so hard for me to learn things. But there were there were so many times I was even amazed with myself when we'd be in the middle of a game like of D and D, like in me and Cap's group, where someone would ask about a page in the player's handbook, and I know what it's what page it's on. Just like, 
Oh yeah, backgrounds. It's page one twenty-five. It's like <laughs> <laughs> point being point being try try Monster of the Week. It's a really fun game. It's not for everybody, uh, but it will. Yeah, it, like you, you you'll go back to D D. That's fine. You can take a break if you want to play learn how to play games. Monster of the Week is a good start. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I would say so. It gets you rolling dice, but not too many dice, and you know exactly what dice you're rolling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've seen them before. Like the Monopoly ones. <laughs> like the They're Monopoly, Monopoly dice. I like Aaron's question for the three players. Uh, what do you each feel like you have most in common with your character you're playing? And have you had a moment where you felt a lot like your character? Uh, and for Ian, what's your favorite NPC f- so far? For whatever reason, I mean, mine's pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Like, Ray Ray is a uh, very much the embodiment of me. Very, <laughs> I, I, I can be very uh, just good old laid back, like a southern boy. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I like. I don't really know how to word it. Just you know, I, I put a lot of myself into the character of Ray Ray. Yeah, I mean whenever you go over to Ryan's house he's very hospitable and he's very he very much wants to take care of all his friends and he's very He does wear flip flops a lot. I yeah. he wears flip flops and Hawaiian shirts. I, he has web toes. I do have web toes. I, my closet literally only consists of football jerseys and Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> and it's an extent and it's an extensive amount of both. <laughs> Um, he's a Texans fan, though. The one part that he made up for Ray Ray is that Ray Ray's a Tampa Bay fan, which I don't know how. <laughs> I I do not like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or Tom Brady at all. Um, but I will act like I do for for you, the Damn. fans. <laughs> it's, the sac- it's the sacrifice he makes. Oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, no, just like I'm I'm already like very, very down to earth and spacey and I already say really goofy shit like Ray Ray does. I'm like, yeah, and enjoy putting my toes in the sand. And I also grew up in a swamp and Jimmy Buffett. Mm-hmm. And I do love Jimmy Buffett. And yeah, I could go on and on <laughs> <laughs> about how me and Ray Ray are the same. <laughs> Katie, how are you and Sarah alike? Katie has never wanted to be a cop. I, that was not nothing I would ever want to do or choose for myself. Um, but I think it's more I relate to her in the wanting to solve a mystery part of it, I guess. And wanting to know like what happened and if it's more to the situation than just what it looks like. I, I like the detective part of of that. I like her curiosity and, you know, wanting to do more than just be a basic ass cop in this Florida town. Yeah. But it's it is hard to relate to someone so different from you. Yeah, but I mean, I see some similarities. I mean, apart aside from the there is a there is a pretty uh deep character to pain that isn't tied up in her identity as a what she does you know so. yeah yeah and you guys both make silly jokes yeah that's true or, i guess our your, your sense of humor is very yeah <laughs> and you both the one you know you're both at your core want to help people you know and yeah. um i think that's one of the coolest things about sarah is that she's not like deep enough into the police dogma that she won't see the the flaws in it at some point yeah well ari 
I mean, Cap. <laughs> there are a lot of similarities. Oh God! Now he is Ari. The two of us. <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> I mean, listen. I could be called uptight. <laughs> I. You could. <laughs> I'm. You're, I, I, you're capable of being called that. I'm capable of being called <laughs> uptight. I think that Ari is much more macabre than I am. With his slow and metered speech patterns, I you you've heard me scream on this podcast multiple times. I have a hard time keeping my comments in most of the time. Ian edits those out, but I do a lot of talking. <laughs> Ari chooses his words carefully. I try to, but don't always succeed. He gets excited. I get excited, which is <laughs> fine. I think we both look very good in a suit. I think. <laughs> Ari wanting to talk before every fight to try to avoid violence is a lot like me. I, I, I see no reason for it if you can have a conversation. Ari's just a dark... I think Ari's the dark timeline version of myself. <laughs> that, makes, that makes sense. Yeah, right. I, I enjoy folklore and fairy stories a lot, and that kind of bled into Ari. My first idea for him, if you remember Ian, was that he was an agent who made a deal with a crossroads demon. So it was always being tied to something supernatural like that. But it just turned into this uptight guy working for the most colorful, beautiful kingdom, the kind of monochrome on top of Technicolor. Is that weird? Was that the weirdest description ever? <laughs> <laughs> I said a lot of things that will probably sound more like Ari than Cap. So... Ari. We, hip- yes. we hypnotized him. Sarah? <laughs> I do want to know your favorite NPC, though, Ian. Oh, man. I think... Uh, I think separate... Well, who's your favorite NPC and who's your favorite to do? Like, to act as? I feel like that might be different. My favorite to do is Donny Terrence, because he's so wild so. and he's so ridiculous. <laughs> and his voice is is insane. And it just kind of came to me one day. And he's he's also the character that I've had. I mean, I ran parts of this story with my in-person group years ago. So Donnie Tarrant is a character that I've had cooking for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't know, my favorite NPC uh, is just as far as um, do I like them? Do I like their character is probably uh, Merog, the the giant daughter, just because oh, she's, she's like, great. she's just, I think, kick ass. She like, you know. She's just a super capable, but like young girl. And I, you know, she, I, she was actually inspired when uh, Cap mentioned to me that he, uh, we, we were talking and he said that he really likes it in stories where, um, you know, the kids are the ones that actually have their shit together. And like, you know, the adults are running around with their heads cut off. Uh, not literally, I guess, or maybe literally, <laughs> I don't know. Um, and so I was like, yeah, I want to make like a super capable little kid that like can be helpful and whatever i hate when nobody listens to the kid in horror movies it's one trope i don't abide by (laughs) listen to those kids they're so spooky though i gotta say i love johnny metters he's just johnny metters great and peggy so much yeah oh peggy is good yeah Yeah. and i I like peggy because she's an npc that i didn't create but like i really just instantly had an exact feel i've never thought about what peggy is peggy is just like this warm, lovely presence in in that is just necessary to Ray Ray. Like, yeah, Peg. He he would be lost. You'd be lost without Peg. Peg would probably be my favorite NPC. Yeah, she's up me, there for me. Because me and you have well, one me and you have already had so many interactions, and that is a huge a huge piece of my character is Peg. 
Uh, and I think I feel down the line she'll be more and more important as well. Uh, yeah, that terrifies me to no end. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, just the, our our interactions with uh between Ray Ray and Peg are just really good. Yeah, some of the it's been some of my favorite stuff. Yeah, the when when I t- when I talk to Ray Ray as Peg, it's some of the most comfortable and easy R- RP. Just because it's like. I just know what to say. I know what they what they would say to each other. It's just very natural. It's so different than the other two main characters because, like, most of the interactions with Pain are ones of having to like see if someone's lying or getting yelled at by Donnie Terrence. Like, there's a lot of tension in those conversations. Typically, unless the three of us are in a car together, and Ari's conversations are always so life or death and black and white like there's no warmth to any of the conversations Ari has had with an NPC between the characters yes but everything's so cold between him and everybody else and Ray Ray just has that warmth with Peggy and everyone on the retreat it's completely different than the rest of our characters yeah one of the great ironies of our show is that the monstrous character provides the most human element to the whole thing I think it's fucking beautiful and yeah the humans are yeah dark i don't like that <laughs> got real got real thinking dark. about it there for a second dark, <laughs> dark. i almost turned into Ari again <laughs> i want to read the one from dungeon dive bar on twitter at okay. bar dungeon what are you most excited to happen on this show um there's a lot of mystery surrounding Payne's dad's death and just Loretta and Ari's relationship in general. And I am just very excited to see how that plays out. Yeah. <laughs> the personal stories Ian has planned for us are what I'm most excited for. I'm also most excited to see how the wrenches we're throwing right now in the story mm-hmm. affect those relationships in the long run. Um. I don't know if it'll happen by the time this is posted. What we just recorded. If this comes out before that episode airs, I just will say that they have a disagreement in game that is like it felt very I, I felt bad during it. Like I, I felt Yeah, I was uncomfortable yeah. for like, like we the whole night afterwards. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. But it's good storytelling. Oh god. It is very good storytelling it's from all of us. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah that, I, I, I liked that part uh, well i guess i can't talk too much about it because we don't know if we've gotten there yeah. yet it wasn't yeah. just pain and ari who had a disagreement yeah, yeah. that was a, that, that was a big that was a big like mental i purposely took like a big mentality shift with ray ray too where he was acting completely different from that yeah. point just like not so much happy go lucky but yeah we'll get there i'm dying to see what happens with Goodfellow and ari as well there's just so much like uh, it's just so cold between them, and I'm dying to know. Yeah. On as as far as my what uh, like my answer for that question, like what I'm most excited for uh, this this might get cut because mine's a little more meta. But I'm actually like I I was telling Cap this the other day. Uh, I'm actually just excited to go to Tallahassee <laughs> mm-hmm. because Ian has been talking about it since <laughs> the very beginning, and then I mean the past two things that we've done have been awesome but it also hasn't been entirely ian's idea that yeah. you know he had written in the story and so the it's next been us jumping off so, the rails <laughs> so the next thing we have planned is something that i know ian has had planned for a while so i'm excited to see what happens there and all our 
monsters we've faced off against so far have been like in the woods and in the swamps and in the ocean. You know, it's it's going to be interesting to see how our characters act in this city. Put we're putting the urban back in urban fantasy, y'all. <laughs> we're going to the city. No, I, I that was actually going to be my answer as well. It's just I've been telling you guys for a while. I'm excited to get to Tallahassee. I don't know if I've if we've said it on the pod, but uh, but yeah, I've I've been wanting to direct them towards Tallahassee. I have some big reveals planned, and like the first what I guess three four arcs that we've done have been just kind of set up like nothing you know like the the wheels are turning but they're not like not you know i think nothing's being revealed yet so i'm excited to give some big reveals and i think it's it'll gonna be, be really fun. shocking and fun yeah so i'll just answer really quickly uh ruth asked a lot of great questions she asked um how did y'all come up with the setting for the game uh Gullicochica is not even subtly based on um an area that's very near and dear to my heart uh because my grandparents just moved back to Georgia but they lived there for most of my life and uh yeah it's called Apalachicola uh which is it's just like this very crazy place because it literally is surrounded by a giant forest called Tate's Hell and it's in the middle of nowhere but also on the ocean or on the bay rather uh, on the gulf Apalachicola uh and then there's St. George Island and then Pickett is based on a little town um, about 30 minutes down the road called uh, uh, Carabelle. So yeah, it's why it feels so real. And it's so easy to make it feel real is because it is a real place. I just didn't want to call it <laughs> that and not be able to change it if I if I wanted to. There's a second part to the question though, because we have two worlds in our game and you've actually given me a lot of creative liberty over the wild. Yeah, that was just- not anywhere in my plans for this story and i have made it a large large part of the I actual didn't, story i don't know so. if i knew that that it wasn't a part of the story it's yeah ari just that was my play on ari just kind of shakespearean fairies but i didn't know that wasn't in it so like goodfellow and everything yeah when 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 you guys gave me three such great characters i it was very it immediately became my number one priority to make the story more about you each having your own personal arc than than even the you know like the main story is going to be there for sure but i prioritized making sure you guys each get your own story really so that's yeah fun fact i didn't know that that's like half of our stuff has had to deal with fairies at this point <laughs> yeah she also asked what was a big what was your biggest learning curve uh, ruth did and part of you know obviously all the editing and, and mixing and and whatnot, I had to learn really quickly. Uh, but another big learning curve was, for me is like, even in D&D, I had never really done much with the Feywild. Like, I had to learn a lot about just the general vibe. Man, I love it. I, I'm a wealth of knowledge on the Feywild. <laughs> the vibe. It's a vibe. All right. Dream guest appearances on the podcast. I think that it goes without saying that we would all be very excited if the McElroy brothers even noticed us (laughs) (laughs) specifically baby boy griffin yeah if i can have a conversation with griffin mcelroy for like 10 minutes i'd be a a happy little boy be pretty stoked yeah we love it we love the mcelroy brothers for sure and i think that's pretty apparent when you listen to our (laughs) podcast (laughs) it'd be really dope on one of uh, the johnny metters podcast segments if uh we like Derek Hayes from Monsters Among Us could make an appearance, that'd be pretty sweet. I'd be stoked yeah. on that. 
any any cryptid podcaster, <laughs> give us a call. One eight hundred strippandcrits.com. And then I'd have to say I'd have to say also Rev from Crit mm, Show yeah. if he's a big inspiration for like whenever I listen to him, uh, keeper, I feel like a bad keeper. So I would love to <laughs> run a game for the four of us and just play it. Yeah. Uh, I learn something new every time I listen to an episode of the crit show, putting that call out. We'll we'll play games. We'll play come, games. Come, come, come run. Yeah, games. Next time you're at Atlanta, let's play a come, game. Come play Dragon games. Con. <laughs> yes. Will Ferrell. Will, Will Ferrell. Let's Will, just Will throw Will some Will games Ferrell. out there. <laughs> we've answered the um, question elvis <laughs> elvis i know you're still out there <laughs> ruth asked when did y'all first get the idea for the podcast and when did you actually start working on it uh and so we actually me and ian have been talking about starting a podcast in general for like what five years four or five years something like that yeah. like because we me and ian have actually played in a uh we played in a fantasy football league together for the past like eight years yeah <clears throat> and we both i believe you got into D when you had just moved out to nashville right yeah about five or six years ago yeah and so like me and him had both we we had both been getting it we we've been fr- he was one of the first friends that i met when i moved here to atlanta uh, and we both played in separate bands and whatnot. And we both started getting into D&D and like we had been talking about doing a podcast for so long. And then at that point, I've been playing with Cap. You know, we'd been playing he, me and Cap were in the same D&D group and Katie came along. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm your baby. <laughs> I'm your child. You and Cap's child. And yeah, then uh, <laughs> so we finally decided this year we were going to start it. Yeah, COVID gave us no excuse to yeah, uh, not yeah. do it anymore because we I were... was unemployed. And we all were, I guess. And yeah, yeah. So when you first mentioned the idea to me, I was like, I, I just, uh, it was one of those things where it sounded like an awesome idea, and, and I was like, but this is one of those things that like you talk about with your friend, and then it never actually happens because you know it takes too much commitment from yeah. either party or whatever, and then like. But every time you mentioned it to me, it sounded like a better and better idea. And I think at some point along that way, I discovered Advent- the Adventure Zone. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. Like, yeah, I would totally want to do this, uh, make something like this. It's so much fun. To, I mean, to me, the whole appeal, a lot of people like doing one shots and stuff. But to me, the whole appeal to D&D is telling a long form story that you're yeah. a part of and that you create. Uh, so doing that over a podcast and actually getting to share that story with people is just a special Experience. I mean, it's, that's why I got into making music is because I wanted to share feelings with people, you know, like share. I wanted to share some kind of art and story and whatever with with people and make, you know, make them happy in that way. So to do that with podcasts is very, very cool. And I think I've tried in my life to do a lot of creative things, but have either never had the talent or gotten too frustrated with the thing, i.e. drawing or music or anything like that. And this is the first thing like I've been proud of, you know. Like, it's the first thing I've ever put out there into the world and the first thing that I've really, like, deeply felt proud of putting out there. Yeah. That's depressing. Yeah, it it is depressing, (laughs) Catherine. You're right. I'm not proud of it. But thank you all for inviting me Uh, and continuing to deal with my bullshit. um, And also a note here is our first day of recording was March 24th of this year. Oh, yeah. Which April 28th was the first 
the first recording session that we used that was episode one. Yeah, we played a lot of one shots to figure out how this game works. Yeah, because this was the first time any of us played. Well, besides Ian, any of us had played Monster of the Week, so we were kind of... Yeah. I pushed it pretty hard. You did. <laughs> I accepted. All right, let's tackle the big one. Um, I'll ask. I'll mention two questions here uh, because I think they tie in together, um, and we can answer either or both. But Damien asked, what's your favorite cryptid? And Tyler asked, uh, what cryptid are you most excited for? Mm. Mm. Well. Dr. Octopus, obviously. <laughs> I mean, I... I have always been fascinated with Nessie and I've always wanted to go to Scotland just to see Nessie or, you know, where she lives. <laughs> Cause I don't think I would actually see her, but, um, and I think there is a, there is, you know, there are some lake monsters in the South as well. So I feel like if we were to introduce some sort of, water monster or lake monster sarah would be real real terrified because she does not like water in the first place and that would be a very scary story our first monster was well, a water monster yeah but we didn't fight him in the <laughs> in the water we didn't fight him in water that's a good point have he, you have he came have you out gone of the water have you gone to the lake in georgia where the altama haha is supposed to be is that how you say that? Ultima. We should take Ultima a group Ultima. trip Ultima. there, actually. That would be cool. Once, be really fun. once the world's back to normal, we should take a group trip to go cryptid hunting. I would not mind that. I, the only thing I don't do is ghosts. I don't like ghosts. Okay? No. <laughs> I love it all. I, love I know all. those aren't cryptids, but... I love it all. If you want to take Ryan ghost hunting, email us at Trip and Crits Podcast. Oh, I, God, will, no. I will go ghost hunting. I will go cryptid hunting. All of it. I think a ghost will follow him home. <laughs> my childhood like astronaut like i want to be an astronaut was be a cryptozoologist just like i said it for so long i was like i want to be a cryptozoologist and look at me now (laughs) (laughs) i wanted to be a marine biologist and look at me now i'm afraid of water and so is sarah (laughs) i wanted to be an upset man in a suit who talks to fairies oh and look at me now Cap, what is your, what about you for cryptid? Hmm. My favorite growing up was the Loch Ness Monster as well. I had quite an affinity for Nessie, but one that terrified me the most, one because my father is from New Jersey and I had a neighborhood friend growing up who had moved from New Jersey and would try to keep me up at night telling me stories of the Jersey devil Ooh. taking me out into the dark woods and making me think cats and owls were the Jersey devil. I remember being just terrified. Any cryptid that gets mentioned in a Coheed song is worth being your favorite. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. The story behind the Jersey Devil, where it was the 13th child of Mrs. Leeds, I think, and it flew up the chimney right when it was born and had hooves and horns and wings and just terrorized people and ate livestock and local dogs. Like, it was a horse-headed, bat-winged, bipedal, hooved beast. It was just... Terrifying. Sounds like a lot of people I know from Jersey, eh? <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> Ian, you have Ian, you got your your favorite cryptid. Um, it's hard to pick a favorite uh because there's so many crazy cool ones, but I really like one that I discovered when I was I was running a Texas-based Monster of the Week game and 
I discovered this sort of like Native American kind of Mexican legend, La Lechuza, which was La, like this. La Lechuza uh, so cool. Yeah, it's cr- this crazy like owl harpy that can mimic babies crying and lure parents out. And I don't know, it's 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 ter- it looks terrifying. The images you can find on the Internet. of it. Yeah, I believe the legend is like she'll remove uh, like I believe she's uh, in his Hispanic culture, they call her a witch. Like it's like a cursed witch. And I think she preys on children. Like she mimics a baby crying and like. Well, yeah, she can prey on children or um, a lot. Of, a lot of times she's depicted as like a mother who's lost a child. So she'll either get revenge on parents who have children or try to abduct the yeah. children themselves. And I believe it's female specific. I could be wrong on that. Uh, but yeah, I've heard no, it's. it's- it's usually yeah, it's usually a female thing and oh and the coolest bit of lore about the uh lechuza is that she can actually uh remain human during the day a lot of the times and then they say she vomits up her soul at night and becomes the the lechuza which is oh cool oh, my. horrible oh. imagery <laughs> cool, cool, let's cool. spend katie every morning <laughs> for like three weeks minimum poor katie <laughs> mine's hard i can't I I love so many different cryptids for so many different reasons. Like all the real ones, like uh, all the real ones. When I was a kid, like Nessie, and then there's the Mirrored Men. They're like a newer one that's fascinating, which actually I believe they were named by uh, the podcast Monsters Among Us. I think he gave them the name Mirrored Men, which is like it. Look into the Mirrored Men. It's really cool. But I think my all-time favorite would have to be just based on lore, which would be Dogman. Dogman. <clears throat> and the lore on Dogman is just so awesome. Just It sounds like a D&D story or like a um, Dogman was basically created. He was a Native American warrior and they were at war with like a tribe of Sasquatch. And so they took their greatest warriors and pretty much turned them into dogmen to help them fight the war against the Sasquatch. And it's like, it's just such a cool story. Interesting. Never heard of such a thing. Yeah, Me it's, either. It's, it's, it it's, it's really, really cool. I go, I go, I go hard on some cryptids, man. I just, I love mm-hmm. it. He goes hard. I, I would also have to just do a special shout out to, to, you know, one of them, one of the ones. <laughs> <laughs> what? Just, just, just pick one. Just one. Just, whichever one. I like the Yowie from Australia. Yowie, Yowie is cool. It's the Australian, Australian Bigfoot, pretty much. <laughs> I had, I had completely mind blanked, but uh, I just remembered what I was going to say. That, uh, <laughs> I just have to give a shout out to the to the Mothman. I think it's one of the coolest and most mysterious uh, cryptids out there. Like uh, you know, oh yeah, sometimes so it's many monsters, sightings. Sometimes, sometimes it's a help. You know, it helps you out. Like I don't know. I think it's a really cool, chaotic, neutral. Have Have you ever listened to? Uh, there's a video. If you just look up on YouTube <laughs> and look for an old, uh, there's an interview. Just look up Indrid Cold like interview. It is fascinating. I highly recommend looking it up. It's like a a man basically talking about how he like spoke with Indrid Cold, like which is considered the Mothman. Hmm. Interesting. And, like it, it's a really cool interview. It's like the guy was just talking about his experience. Spoopy. 
Anybody have any other cryptids they want to mention? Mm-hmm. I mean, I can go for days, but I'm not. I'm not going. <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm not going to let him. <laughs> I don't know if it is a possibility on this podcast, just within how the world works. But aliens are spooky. Yeah, and I'm real terrified cool. of. Of I'm terrified of aliens. I've been to Alien Con like two or three times now. Ever since I, I, I saw I've them seen all the ancient signs. aliens. Yeah, <laughs> signs though. I was afraid of child, ET growing up. I was afraid. I was of real afraid of ET. ET too. I was afraid yeah. of everything alien. I'm still. But if we could I mess around with some aliens, can. I want to see Ari talk to an alien so bad. Oh god! It just seems so out of his wheelhouse. <laughs> you want to see Sarah lose it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you right? introduce an alien. That's what you do. Exactly. As far as I know, Ray Ray could be an alien, so. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Twisty. And I liked you. Wow. I can't be friends with Always an alien. fantasy racist. <laughs> <laughs> Always. That's horrible. Oh, Thanks for listening, guys. You didn't have to do that, and you probably didn't, but. <laughs> In case you made it this far. You probably hate us more now. <laughs> Let's put, like, a cool song in the middle to give them something to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed learning a thing or two about us and how we made this podcast. And uh, A little peek behind the curtain. If you have any other questions, shoot them to our email. Well, maybe we'll do another one of these. I don't know. Yeah, let us know how you feel about this situation you've put, you've put yourself in. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> if you hated it, we'll never do it again. But if you liked it, then we'll just keep on doing it. Mm-hmm. We'll just be a Q&A podcast. We'll yeah, stop we won't even play the story. game anymore. It's a bad idea. We've all stopped having fun anyway. <laughs> That's not true. Good night. <laughs> Good night. Do, 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 do. Or morning, whichever time of day you're listening to this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to Katie and Ryan for making having a, a baby. human. <sighs> we don't know it's a human yet. Making a little cryptid. Mm-hmm.